Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Well, welcome to this episode of the L3 Podcast. I am honored today to have with us Shannon Schaefer, who is a uh, great friend, longtime friend, decades-long friend, and uh, I'm excited to have you here, Shannon. Awesome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. Shannon, tell us a little bit about where you serve, your experience. Uh, today, our subject will be on the subject of worship. We'll dive into that in a minute, but tell us why uh, why uh, worship is dear to your heart and what you've been doing for these many years. Yeah. Um, well, I was raised in a PK family, yeah. and really, my family raised me from birth. Uh, they just felt like God called me to be a worshiper, so that's how I was raised and trained, and uh, so as I grew up into a young adult and really decided, you know what, I'm going to go after this. I wanted, I want to answer the call of God. So um, my first order, order of service was serving in my parents' church yeah. here in Michigan, and then we had a, a short stint down in uh, Cape Coral in an Assemblies of God church. That was our first uh, full-time position outside of my parents' church, and then uh, really in the last 22 years, I've been back in Michigan here uh, serving at Auburn Hills Christian Center, and 20 of those years with, with Pastor Cal Garcia. So it's been an amazing ride, and I've uh, been doing this for a little bit and still learning a ton, and I'm really grateful that we get to talk about that today. Yeah, awesome, and thank you for serving. Uh, longevity in churches is rare these days, and that's a gift to the church and a compliment to you. And yeah. so, uh, listen, uh, worship, in, in our subject today is the personal disciplines of a worship leader, but worship is just like anything else in ministry in this sense. Uh, the temptation is that we get measured by what we accomplish, right? by the accolades we receive, the encouragement or praise that we receive, and the potential over time for any part of ministry. If you're a youth leader, a next-gen leader, you can become really good at games, and, and if that's what you're known for, you might sacrifice other areas of your life. Or mm. uh, if you're uh, a preacher on a Sunday or a Wednesday night or whatever night you preach, a lead pastor or an associate pastor, uh, one of the temptations that we have is, is that we only study the Bible when we prepare a sermon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the identity that we can get is as long as the product is good, the process isn't as important. And I don't think we start that way. I think it just naturally pulls us that way over right. time. And we have to pull that back and remind ourselves we are Christian first, we're mm -hmm. called second, and that calling is in who we are in Christ, not in what we produce as a, as a person. Uh, and so as a worship leader, um, you know, one of the things I think is really important is that uh, being that that is a stage ministry, as I call it, and right. it's out front. And of course you have, uh, people who have different preferences. We, we could go down a whole road of all the different preferences of style of ministry and preference to, you know, length of songs and all that stuff. But the reality is we want to focus on this, that just like the other ministries, um, it is important that the worship pastors stay who they are in Christ. Yes. Not just get up and lead us in worship. That out of who they are on stage has to be who they are when no one sees. And so, I, I want to talk today about the subject and for all those who are worship leaders or even lead pastors who have worship leaders or worship pastors, not just pastors or leaders in their congregation. Uh, this can be a good reminder to all of us right. to make sure our teams are doing well spiritually as individuals. But also if you're a worship leader or worship pastor, 
that the good reminder to us to who we are in private matters most to what mm. we lead in public. And so good. what are some of the most important disciplines uh, a spirit-led worship leader needs to have in their daily life? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think you've already talked touched on it. The first one, obviously, is the spiritual uh, condition backstage. So, you know, we talk about backstage and front stage, and the right. backstage needs to match the front stage. Right. Uh, I don't think you can get away with anything uh, outside of replacing the time that it takes to spend with God right. in order to be able to um, hear from Him and to minister in a way that uh, is going to really impact people. Right. And so that's, I think that's the, the number one thing is time. Yeah. And the biggest killer that I have found to time with God is, is busyness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, the, and I think the enemy knows that, right? right? He knows that if he can just keep us busy, then we, we will not spend the time outside of the service time, right. the rehearsal time that's needed. Right. And, um, I really want to be able to cultivate an atmosphere where God can move and, and that you can't, it just comes through time. That's yeah. the only thing that I can say is the most important uh, time with God personally. Right. And what does that, what does that look like? So Shannon, you're a worship leader. I'm going to assume that time with God means being in the word and prayer. We know that as a worship leader, are there other elements of your private time with God that you do? Like how does a, how does a public worship leader devotionally worship in their private life? Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess practically speaking for me, uh, it has to happen early in the morning for me. I'd, otherwise, I, late in the day, I'm tired, right? So right. Uh, after we do those things of just reading and uh, praying, for me, uh, I have a keyboard right next to the, the space that I have dedicated to yeah. to wait on God. And, um, you know, it's either going to be playing yeah. and and just worshiping freely. Uh, it could be just sitting and listening. Yeah. Uh, I find that sometimes God just speaks to me just if I put it like a soaking track on right. that has no words, no anything, but it just creates an atmosphere for me just to wait on God's presence and creative thoughts and ideas and yeah. even songs, you know, and just, I ask this question all the time, God, what is it that you want to hear? Right. You know, what do you want to hear on Sunday? What do you want to hear on Wednesday? Mm. And I find that as I just create an atmosphere for God to speak to me um, and just wait which is hard, right? right? Oh, it, yeah. So you got to do it early because when you start to hear stuff upstairs in the kitchen <laughs> and all kinds of things, uh, but you have to have that time to wait on God. And, and when you do it, um, I can say that he's been really faithful Yeah. to just give, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm speaking. And maybe I don't get all of it in that moment, but that cumulative effect of doing that day after day after day, right? you become more in tune and, and more sensitive to his spirit. So the songs you choose come out of the sense of what the spirit wants to accomplish. Yeah. And, and so, you know, for me, practically, I've done this uh, for a lot of years. So I've, I've gone through seasons where some seasons I'll like plan out a whole month. Right. And then seasons I'll plan out just that week. Yeah. And ultimately, I feel like, you know, Saturday night when I'm waiting on God, something usually gets tweaked right. for me personally. Yeah, right. Uh, so I've, I've done it both ways. And so I, I just want to remain sensitive and I love to be spontaneous and I find that the more time I wait with God uh, in the middle of that service, if, if I sense something shifting or I need to stay a little longer, you know, I, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, and I respect what Planning Center has to say. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as spirit-led worshipers, yeah. 
we must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit above all else. Right. And uh, that, that happens when we wait on God and then we get in that service and, and we can just flow with where he's taking us. So that, that's kind of what it looks like for me, just waiting, uh, worshiping, and um, listening. Yeah, that's good. And so the, the public stuff, that, that sensitivity to the Spirit, uh, comes out of that private devotional time, the discipline of a, of a worship leader. Uh, why, why are these disciplines so important? Why are all the disciplines? I guess I'll ask it this way. What happens uh, to worship leaders when those disciplines of that private side, the backstage, as you called it, mm -hmm. side of worship uh, has become professional to the front stage when it takes more precedent? What are the effects you see in worship leader, worship ministries um, that could be an effect if someone loses that personal intimacy with God. Yeah, well, I can tell you, you know, you do this enough years, and there's seasons that I have experienced that personally, yeah. where I haven't been, uh, if I'm just being totally yeah. transparent, I have not always been just passionate and in tune with what God wants to do, and there's been some dry, dry, dry yeah. places. And what happens is the worship on Sunday, the team, everything begins to feel a little hollow or mm. lackluster or uh, whatever word you want to use to fill in there. Yeah. But there's a difference when someone, when you can sense a desperation and a connection with God yeah. versus someone that's maybe just coasting and starting to get a little lukewarm. Sure. And so I think it shows up uh, that way. And then the other way it shows up is maybe we're really working hard to get the performance side of this right and trying to use that a little bit as a a cover sure for yeah. the the lack of connection mm -hmm. i have with holy spirit and uh i'm not proud of those moments in my life but i i think most people can identify even most ministers can identify man there's been yeah. some seasons where i just didn't feel that connection yep and uh thankfully right now it's you know i i feel just an amazing connection with holy spirit and i really feel developing there but i would just encourage people that do go through those seasons uh, that's where it's really important to have people that speak can speak into your life and right. can encourage you. Right. And sometimes it, it can be a lonely journey, uh, but it doesn't have to be a lonely journey. Right. You know, if you don't have a spouse that, uh, or if you don't have someone that's really able to kind of help you recenter, you know, find somebody. Right. Because that's super important. How, how do you? You touched on that. I agree with you. There, there have been many sermons I preached over the course of my twenty-five years now in ministry, where. Uh, I, I felt dead as a doornail when I got up there. In fact, uh, people don't even realize I, I've had sermons when I've been preaching where I've been thinking through the whole sermon, just be quiet, end this thing, stop torturing the people. I, I know you have those days. And then yeah. you have those days where you, you are ready, fired up and prepared, and the congregation is in the is in a, <laughs> a, a half asleep and they just stare at you like they don't care, you know? Yeah. So you, you battle a lot of emotions mm -hmm. in that too, but... Um, when you're in a dry season, how, how have you uh, helped yourself get get beyond that? I know it's I know the simple answer is spend time with God and get there. But what are some practical things? Uh, listening to people and stuff. But how do you do that? And then even further than that, how do you lead your team to stay fresh? I mean, we're talking the instrumentalists, the singers, the I would even expand that to the sound people and the right, you know, the production people, the lighting people. How do you encourage them? So how do you encourage yourself when you're not that mm -hmm. way? And how do you keep a team fresh in their disciplines of the backstage? So when they're on the front stage, because I'll tell you, I've been in the services and your worship singers 
are alive. Your band yeah. seems energetic. How have you helped them understand the importance before between performance and the presence of God? That's a great question. Um, so there's a couple things we, you touched on. One thing is uh, usually every Sunday, uh, we recently in our own personal lives, my wife and I have started to homestead. So we moved on to some property and we, one of the things we're doing is we're burning a lot of wood yeah. uh, right now this time of year. And so as I sit there and stare at the fire, I watch the different, uh, the ways that, you know, air hits it and the embers glow. And so I'll come in on a Sunday morning, just have seen that on Saturday night. And I'll ask the team, have you put any wood mm. on your fire this week? That's and good. if so, what is it? Right. And so I constantly am trying to ask myself and ask my team, what is it you're doing? Because if you do not put wood on that fire, right. it goes out pretty right. quick, right? It does. And so wood can be obviously time in God's word, prayer, soaking in worship music, but also reading. Right. You know, reading is a great way to uh, to to receive insights and, and be challenged. Uh, so I'm always trying to find books that will encourage me, yeah. especially in dry seasons. And then you asked, you know, what do you do when you personally are in a dry season? Um, the first thing I try to do is bring it, bring people that are close to you into that right? so that you're not doing this alone, right? And then uh, I've made it a point to have mentors in my life that I can go to and say, you know what, I I feel like I'm I'm in a dry place and I, I need you to stand with me. I need yeah. you to help me through this. So I try to pull people in as quick as possible right. into this. And then right. as far as the team, again, I'm asking questions. I'm, I'm trying to do uh, a book study with them so that we're constantly trying to uh, push ahead. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the struggles you always have as a, as a worship leader is um, you have a variety of people on your team. You know, mm -hmm. you have maybe two, three drummers or guitar players or whatever. And so you're rotating people. So you build that camaraderie. But uh, one of the things I, I've learned in pastoring is staying fresh is that when I'm in a season where I don't feel fresh and I don't feel as in tune, sometimes I just connect through everyday life. So right now as we're recording this, it's 32 degrees, slight snow coming, overcast day. This is not the day I'm going to sit outside and enjoy nature. Mm -hmm. But on a summer spring day or a fall, beautiful fall day, when I'm in a season, I reconnect with God, with nature. You know, God, look how beautiful. But even when the snow is falling, I reconnect with nature or I, I reconnect with the laughter of my family. Yes. And so I think part of what I've learned to do and, and probably, and I think worship leaders are creatives by nature at some mm -hmm. level. You create music, you create environments, you create, it's just natural part of God's creative nature in you to create beyond yes. that. I think that um, that might be something that worship leaders can connect to is whatever it is, even the beauty of the sound of a guitar or the chord progression that just hit right, or the words of a song that have an artistic nature. And you realize that came directly. I'm going to go old school here for those listening who are under 45. I apologize. Uh, but Keith Green mm -hmm. was a lyrical genius. Right, uh, I right. think he was holy. I think he was a prophet worship leader. And I listened to his songs and they might make me think about the love of God. So you know, I think it's important for any area of ministry, but in particular for worship leaders, is to reconnect with whatever it is in your life that makes you fall in love with Jesus at a new level. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think you hit something really important. Sometimes it's not the music that we have to reconnect with, because that's kind of what we're doing all the time. It's, you know, getting outside, uh, moving around, doing something you love. 
Uh, Mark Batterson at the la last synergy said, you know, adults don't laugh as much as we did when we were kids. What right. is it that you can do that's fun? Right. Sometimes we just need out to get out and, and have some fun because life can be stressful, right? Right. And uh, that re-energizes our desire to uh, surge ahead in other areas of our life. So it's, I, I like to have fun. I like yeah. to laugh. And if I'm not laughing, then I know that I'm probably getting into a place where uh, I could get into trouble or get in a dry space. So yeah. I try to laugh with my team as much as possible. I try to keep it light. Uh, we want to do excellence, but we, we really want to, we want to please, we want to please God. Right. Um, so, so yeah, laughing a lot and just doing things that connect that. That's awesome. I like yeah, that. I think, I think uh, a happy leader creates a happy team and a happy team creates a sense of joy and a service. Yes. Yep. Shannon, as we get near the end here, if you could tell a worship leader, you know, we have various stages. We all, we'll have pastors listening to this. We'll have worship pastors listening to this who've been in it as long as you have. And then we have people who are just beginning. I mean, just getting started and just stepping into uh, worship leadership. Mm -hmm. If you could tell a worship leader who's just getting started anything, what, what would it be? You know, there's, uh, th there's about four things that I would say. The first thing was this, um, uh, we need you. We need That's you good. in this hour. Mm. We're, I don't know if everybody senses this, but we are in a really, uh, there's a spiritual battle going on Absolutely. right now. And we need worshipers to, to rise up. We need them to be healthy mm. backstage yeah. and on the front stage, leading people into God's presence. So that's the first thing is we, we need you. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I would say is be you. Mm. We don't need another Elevation, Bethel, right. or Maverick City right. worship leader. We need you. Uh, how God created you so uniquely. Yeah. Be you. It took me a long time to get comfortable just to be me. Right. And not try to be somebody else or another group or try to emulate that. Right. Be you. Be you. It's awesome who God created you to be. Love uh, that. The other thing, the two other things I would say is and, be. And by the way, we love Bethel, we love Elevation, and we love Maverick. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We love them all. It's we just do. that God didn't call you to be he them. He didn't call you to be them. Be you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third thing I've learned is you need to be in unity with your lead pastor. Love that. I mean, that is probably one of the most powerful things that uh, can impact the Holy Spirit flow in your church is when you are in unity with mm. your pastor, you are in unity as a team. Love it. Uh, that spills over to the congregation. Yeah. So that, that would be the third thing. And the last thing I would say is, um, just on a practical note, lead the people that are actually in the room, not the people that you wish we're Ooh, in the room. Expound on that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just seen so many young worship leaders. They 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 usually pick up on an artist or two that they love, and they you know they're they're leading as if uh, nothing but twenty three year olds right. were in the room, right? And not being sensitive to the fact that age diversity is an amazing thing. Ethnic diversity yep. is an amazing thing. And so we really need to lead whoever God put in our room. Mm. And, you know, if you're in the UP or if you're in Southeast Michigan yeah. or if you're in, you know, whatever state you're in, just the people that God's given you, right. lead in a relevant way for that group. I love that. That's so That's a huge Shane. deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, if you, if you don't lead that way, you walk out on stage you're missing a whole sense of history and maturity within the room, but you're also often discouraged mm. by who's not in the room. And we have to minister to who's there in the way that God's called us to. Shannon, those are phenomenal things. And I hope that if you're a lead pastor and you have a 
young worship leader that's beginning to start or even someone on your team, uh, I'd encourage you in this series of podcasts we've done on worship in the church, I'd encourage you to make sure they listen to these and mm, allow their heart to grow because this is good advice that gives them, uh, uh, actually, it's good advice that saves them from from the mistakes that many of us who are now on in the years of ministry have made over the course of time. And if we can prevent uh, valleys and pitfalls and potholes in people's lives, Boy, wouldn't that be great to advance yeah, the kingdom in a greater absolutely. way. Shannon, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your time. I, I pray that everyone was blessed by this, and I so appreciate you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and I just, you know, I want to make myself available if there's any young worship leaders out there that just have questions or yeah. find somebody, uh, you know, in one of the local churches that's a little bit ahead of you. Yep. Um, most of us are really willing to help absolutely. and cut that learning curve down. Yeah. So. Happy to do that and uh, just thankful for this opportunity to share with everybody. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan Ministry Network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.